0: Welcome to Inside Groove, the only motorsport show where super modifieds are king. Methanol is aromatic, and the drivers carry their balls in a bag. Inside Groove is powered by IPC Indy, creating performance parts and solutions for the automotive, aerospace, and communications industries. Here's your host and fellow superholic, RaceChaser Media's Tom Baker.
1: welcome back to inside groove as we get ready to go for another week it has been boy it's a quick week i feel like i just finished last week's show with dave and laurie may and uh, here it is already time to begin thinking and taping and doing this week's show. So uh, this is episode 47, I believe. Uh, for those of you who still don't know me, my name is Tom Baker uh, from Race Chaser Media. And uh, I am really excited about this week's show. We have on the Strutmasters.com hotline with us um, Mike Moore, who is the promoter of the Indy Summer Nationals that uh, Dave and Lori May and I Talked about on last week's show, uh, and I thought it would be fun to have Mike come on and give us a little bit of background about himself, and also talk a little bit about uh, the the how how he got from his how he got into racing and then how it ended up uh, coming to pass that he would be a promoter and what made him decide to do that and uh, and and the the birth of the Indy summer nationals So I uh, want to welcome all of you to the program and thank you all for tuning in and want to uh, head to the hotline and bring in Mike Moore Mike uh, thank you for taking some time to talk with me on inside Groove. And thank you for making the Supermodifieds a part of what should be a fantastic weekend coming up in just a, a few weeks here. It seems hard to believe that it's already June 2nd. we got about uh, 17 days to lift off, so to speak, for the Indy Summer Nationals. Yeah,
2: thank you for having me. Um, yeah, let's take those days very slowly so we can get everything done after we need to get done. <laughs> Because for me now, this whole thing's on fast forward. It'll be here before I know it. But, yeah. uh, yes, uh, the Summer Nationals, is it's right around the corner, and uh, it's turned out to be one of the premier shows of the year. Um, from the very beginning, it when we announced it at PRI, it, it was a buzz right from the beginning. So uh, with the whole COVID thing, we were nervous that it wasn't going to happen, and... Uh, now that uh, our Governor of Indiana has said that we can go up fifty percent capacity uh, it's we're getting to the point now that it's it's looking pretty good so
1: I was going to ask you about that let's kind of walk through where everything is because i've actually had a couple of people ask me some questions uh, that I wanted to to get to here about this show that you've got coming up in a couple weeks so first of all let's talk about um how did this show actually get how did what what got you to the point of saying i want to do a race and i want to invite the supers and the sprint cars and the midwest compacts and we'll call it the indy summer nationals what what was the impetus for uh doing all this
2: well, in 2019, um, I began um, out at Lucas Oil Raceway. I did five or six shows, um, mainly with street cars because both of my boys are into watching the street outlaws and they have friends that talk about going out and street racing and living five Are growing up five minutes from Lucas Oil. It's like I've always gone out there to run the street cars and um, didn't go out there to or use that as my event to go and race. So I got a hold of them last year, ran those races. And then when twenty twenty schedule came around, being the new guy on the block, I was dead last as far as getting a date. Ah okay. And the only two dates they had available was Mother's Day weekend and Father's Day weekend. Fine. And So I kind of took my lemons that I was given and created some lemonade. The couple of things that NHRA wanted to get out there is they wanted wing sprint cars and they wanted to be able to sell sweet tickets. And I turned to my racing fan side and I thought, what kind of show can I put on where I can draw open wheel fans and stock car fans both in? Into one show where you could put more people in. So the first thing I did is, the wing, the wings. I automatically went straight to super modifieds. So I started doing my research and seeing um, what super modifieds have been running out there, um, and what kind of show are they putting on? Watching the YouTube videos and that kind of thing. And Lori's group with Midwest Modifieds. Uh, su- Midwest super modified. I got to get it right because <laughs> the other ones. Yeah. Anyways, uh, they put on a really good show. And I thought, okay, I called her and I said, would you guys be interested in coming? I had these two dates available. Well, the first dates, a little early for the super modifieds. And she said, summer nationals looks good. I said, okay, there's my first, my first pin in the thing. And then I got with Jim Hanks. And he wanted to run the sprint cars in May. And as we got to talking and doing our research, the uh, sprint cars, the 410 national sprint cars have not raced out there in 10 years. Oh, wow. And we started talking and we decided let's put on a non-wing sprint car show. So as soon as we did that, that was just like the icing that sealed this whole deal and then, The Super Cup cars were going to be my major stock car series, kind of like the ARCA Hooter Cup series. Unfortunately, they've had to pull out because their um, driver list is of an older age, so the COVID thing kind of hits them a little bit harder. Yeah. And then also ARCA, with making up their series, they've decided to go to Talladega, well, that's where all the ARCA teams make their money is the Super Speedway. Sure. So I lost them to that race. And then the Midwest Compacts, they do a lot of races with the Super Modifieds and Jim Hanks's must see racing. So it was just a perfect fit to get a hold of Andy Jack and, and say, hey, Andy, you know, you want to be part of this show. And and absolutely, he, he wanted to be part of both of them. So with that being said, that was in December. And we made the announcement at PRI and the sprint car thing took off and, you know, the supers, they have their regular following and, you know, we were going to be in that 18 to 22 car range and then COVID hits, you know, and it's kind of like, Oh, what's this going to do to the whole racing scene? Yeah. And unfortunately I may, may be a winner, and there's not really a winner or a loser in this whole situation because there are racetracks that are going to lose big time. I mean, they're going to, you know, they're going to close. And that's not what I want to see. But if certain racetracks are unable to open up because of this, then we will p- draw in several racers from some of the other series. And then I believe Isma. Has now canceled their race that was supposed to be the weekend after the indy summer nationals so right. i believe a couple of their teams are going to move over and come in so you know our the 18 to 22 may, may now be somewhere between 20 20 and 25 cars which you know west of ohio that's unheard of
1: well exactly uh at least well for many years anyway yeah that's that's exactly right um, and I—I I mean, we can we can be open and honest here. I mean, Oswego Speedway is is the the mystery here at the moment because New York is slowly reopening, but so far no green light for racing, and uh, they have a date a race scheduled right now for June twentieth. They have not said whether or not that will be held uh as of right now it's a go but obviously it's a go maybe and uh you know it's it again it's a tough situation like you said you know different areas of the country are under different leadership and different uh in different situations in relationship to the virus and you know the um the progression of the de-escalation of the virus i guess um and so i think that's really where you go from you know 16 18 or whatever to 22 maybe 20 to 24 25 if you get a handful or six of the oswego cars to come out um you know, and and that obviously is going to happen if a swiggle runs and we want a swiggle to run because that's, um, that's important to, uh, the super modified world. It's important to the Oswego speedway, of course. Um, but I mean that, that, I don't think there's any, um, you know, you're obviously not wanting to have that situation, but if it happens, then that's good for you. And, and, um, I don't think it's, you know, you're not insulting anybody. It's just, you're putting on a race somewhere. And, um, if you can benefit from a few more cars, you certainly didn't create the virus or cause the issue. So, um,
2: right. Absolutely. You know, and, you know, um, we've had anybody's... conversations before. I, I, you know, I'm more than willing to work with the other series to of try course. to make a super series, so to speak. And, yep. you know, and, and I, and I, I would welcome the, uh, opportunity to talk with the different ones so that we, can have you know four or five major super modified yes. races in the yep in the East Coast and um, unfortunately I'm in a position where I don't own the racetrack I rent the racetrack so right uh and dates are very hard to come by just like I said when sure. we started this whole thing yeah. is you know I have my two dates for next year luckily I I got to go ahead and lock my dates in for next year but I only have two weekends right for the whole year and for Lucas oil. Now, if I go to a different racetrack, um, I've heard a couple of the different series want to go to a couple of other racetracks here in Indiana. And, um, I'm open to that. I'm open to making, you know, I'm all about racing and sure. All that. Yep.
1: So. Yep. No, I think, uh, and NC, and the Midwest is a key area because, whether a lot of the super modified fans, the newer ones or newer you know people in the sport realize it or not, i mean with even though the supers maybe aren't the featured stepping stone to an indie car to the indie five hundred the way that they used to be um thirty or forty years ago um you know the open wheel market is still concentrated in the midwest and there's an awful lot of opportunity there for the supermodifieds to um, to grow again in that in that region, and I think Dave and Laurie and the folks from MSS see that, and I think you do as well. And and that's really, if you could start to get. And of course, you know, a lot of these teams, and you know, I hadn't mentioned this to you when we talked the first time, but a lot of these teams, I think. If you could find a way to do um, Friday night here and Saturday night here on the same weekend, I think you'd see a huge difference in, you know, the because if a team's going to travel from New England or New York, you know, that region of the country out there, if they can do two shows at a time, then that makes it, you know, a little bit more... uh, economically sound to to make that trip and i think you might get even more participation but the the big picture is as you and i talked about um getting everybody the folks from oswego the folks from midwest the folks from isma yourself everybody who's trying to race supers and schedule shows and to to sit down on a conference call or a zoom you know deal or whatever it has to be in the in 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 the summertime at some point here and start looking ahead to next year and thinking about, you know, how could we build the, the super modified division and add more cars for all of us to enjoy and and to have maybe a, a five or six race m- major series that's sort of um, a little bit of Isma, a little bit of MSS, the Oswego Classic, your races, that kind of thing. And then use that as let's go out and get, you know, try to, to pull some companies in to to be a part of this and make it nice for everybody, right? I mean, isn't that kind of what your vision is for uh, what you're trying to do in general?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. And, you know, and and I, you, I listened to your last podcast, there and talking about the IndyCar driver. I challenge any IndyCar driver right now to get in a super modified. I don't think they'd like it. Actually, I (laughs) I don't I don't think many of them have any enough talent to get in the supermodified.
1: Wow. I'll be honest, Mike, I would disagree completely with that. I think that um, I think you'd be very surprised as someone who understands the relationship and 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 is, you know, worked with a lot of young talent in terms of the mental game and the approach. um, I think that there are a number of those drivers in IndyCar that would absolutely love to get in a super and i think if they could do it i think they would love racing it and i do think they would be good at it because the supers are more like indy cars today than they've ever been in terms of aero um it's a lot of the principles are the same between both cars so i actually i just
2: i don't think one of them i don't think any of them would do it i that's the bad thing is they'd rather sit on the computer simulators you know,
1: well, the, the, yeah. the problem you've got is that in, in today's racing world, and it's the same with NASCAR guys, a lot of them, a lot of these guys would like to do other racing, but once you get to that top level, then what you have is you have the teams and the, signing you to you know contracts that say, you can't go race dirt, or you can't go race supers, or you can't go, you, because they obviously don't want you getting hurt, and then right. not being able to, so I don't. I would disagree with you categorically on on that point. I I think a lot of this, a lot of those IndyCar cards – Now, not, some of the older ones maybe not, but I think you take a. I promise you, Joseph Newgarden, um, Zach Veach, uh I mean, you you. There are probably half a dozen Santino Ferrucci. Uh, you know, you take the younger guys and the guys that are, you know, your your uh Ryan hunter Rays, um I think some of those guys would absolutely love to to see what a super modified, but here's the problem. Very few of them would even know what a super modified was because they haven't really seen them. You know, unless right. you've watched um Mav TV and and seen any of the speed sport um races in in recent years that they've taped from Oswego, um, or you you just find out from somebody else and start poking around on YouTube. You don't have a clue because out in that region there isn't anything other than what the Midwest has been doing. So I think if you if you started to build interest in the division in terms of more cars and get a few more shows out there, build that region up a little bit to where you've got you know eight, ten, twelve good races. Um, you get some of these people to to see them. I know, for example, um, Jeff West, uh, and I'm sure you probably talked to Jeff. But Jeff, you know, Jeff's got guys like Tanner Thorson that that know about his cars and would love to, you know, get in them. Um, you know, these guys I think would love to try supermodifieds, and and I think that also could open the door again for maybe you know a supermodified driver or two to 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 get become kind of get looked at more seriously for for opportunities in IndyCar because I know we do a lot of road course racing so they all want everybody to go through the, the you know road to Indy but um I mean I I think I I think they need to realize that skill set is transferable and you know you could learn to do that and, and 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 even if just for the Indy 500 which is the way it used to be in a lot of in a lot of situations you take a guy from a super modified that's been seasoned for a while in the supers you put them in an indie car for the 500 if you give them all the practice time it takes i'm i would 100% believe that they could qualify for the race and do well
2: you know well just think of it. just think about one of the indie drivers come run a super modified and and do that and then leave the super Modified and go hit texas yeah and, and you know <laughs> yeah, yes exactly. it's on a two and a or a mile and a half track but you're still slicing and dicing oh, yeah. on both of them. For sure. And things are happening so yep. fast that this, that you're exactly right. The skill sets would well, yeah. absolutely go over. And
1: that's really what we and see then you start cross pollinating. We have, for example, uh uh Tim uh uh Tim Claussen, um who is obviously his son Brian, who was killed a couple of years ago. Um Tim, you know, Tim's now. Dabbling in Indy Car, and, and you know Brian had run Indy Lights, and um, you know Tim wants to kind of make that little way for a. Um, so you know he's he's got uh, Tyler Courtney running for him right now, and wouldn't be surprised. Sunshine, as they call Tyler, Sunshine has been a guy who's had experience working uh, with James Hinchcliffe at Indy um, on the crew and being a part of that effort, and so you know again tim is he wants to see so you know it used to be that those sprint car guys the super guys you know you you could go qualify for the 500 and i think i i believe with everything in me that that could still happen i just think that uh there needs to be people willing to do it and i think you take a guy like jeff west um jeff has a lot of interest in in that sort of um cross pollination i think and um because his business does a lot of work for IndyCar, NASCAR, Supers, you know, dirt cars, sprint cars. So it's kind of a situation where you just have to have the right people in the right timing. And you're right. It would be fun to see uh, somebody like a Joseph Newgarden come over and, and race a Super. It would be a good draw for one thing.
2: Um, I'd love to. I'd love you know, to see Tyler Courtney come over and run a, a super Courtney modified. Would be another one, I challenge Jeff know. West to get Kloss and Marshall to buy a super modified so we can <laughs> see make that happen because that would just be absolutely. I, I could only. I well, mean, the way he's he's gotten into the world of outlaw card and I mean, just taken off. And I.
1: The problem is, you're gonna. You know, if you build a super from the ground up, it's a six figure nut. Uh, oh and, yeah, and you go oh, run yeah. it once or twice. So it would, it would basically be a situation again, where you'd want to populate that area a little bit more and that's it. It would take a couple of more bigger races and, and some real attention being put on it. But, um, you know, there, there are some possibilities I think. And I think Jeff sees them. I know I see them, um, because I deal with a lot of different types of racing and I kind of, I think I have a bigger picture mentality than maybe some other people do, um, and it's just finding the people to take the ball and run with it, obviously on the promoter side, which you have with this. And um you know, and, and of course MSS is doing a great job of trying to rebuild and, and and do it smart. Uh and you know, then you gotta have obviously some people to invest in cars, um, that, that maybe you could put, you know, a Tyler Courtney or a new gardener or whoever in it. Um you know and and have those guys i mean I, I i believe that you if you you know if you could ever get tony stewart away from his sprint car i think tony would would probably still love to make a super modified appearance but it's just got to be the right timing and the right situation for him and so i think there are things you know there are things that could be done and even you know to pull somebody from the nascar side of things you know those aren't, they're, they're, there's nothing out of the question. A Kyle Larson, a, you know, <laughs> I mean, the sky's the limit if you're just sitting around bench racing like we are. Um, oh, yeah. But it's, it's really, I think there's some structure and some more work that needs to be done to create that excitement first. And, and it takes guys like you in that region to do that. And so, um, you know, to see a super modified race at IRP, LOR, uh, is, is great. Um, you know, Salem has been discussed at some point. Good night. Uh,
2: and we have Winchester. I mean, Win- you've got three well, ra- three fabulous facilities yeah. there. that um, Winchester's you got, scary fast. You could, put th- you could put three races on in Indiana with super modifieds and, you know, yeah. There's all kinds of different series you can put with them. I mean, doing the super modified and sprint cars, to me, only makes sense. But then if you add a late model series in with the compact series, you're, I mean, you're hitting a home run as far as, you know, you're not just putting on a show to bring in back gate money. You're now bringing on a show to bring in some front gate money. And um, the way today's, uh fans there's so much out there for them to do you just got to make you you have to put enough in front of them that they're going okay it's time for me to go to the race right but if you only bring the supers in once a year you're not getting the fan base to say well
1: that's right yeah
2: um you know like bobby santos is going to be in one of the yes. super modifieds. Yeah. well bobby santos's name around here is you know no it's not a tony stewart but it's well known.
1: Well, and there's another driver that there's a good example of somebody who ought to be in an IndyCar car right now, in my opinion. Um, you know, and, and so it's but the supers what when IndyCar sort of when it went to cart and, and you you know, I, I mean bless Roger Penske's heart, I the man has given his life to the sport and, and I love all of that, but you know, I, I, again, a lot of these guys are more interested in the road course stuff than they are the oval. And when that change was made and IndyCar went to more of the road courses and kind of got away from being, you know, an oval centric series, um, it, it sort of took away that natural step from the super modifieds, which were also at that point, very big, in the Midwest, you know, Ohio, Indiana, Michigan, you know, the the supers at one point were, you know, almost nationwide. I mean, we used to get drivers from the Pacific Northwest to come to our classic at Oswego. You get drivers from Florida, Texas. I mean, you know, all up and down the Midwest, new England. Uh, but of course, so, you know, those things happened. Um, if we could sort of create that dynamic of more super modifieds and, people could could see them more and and you see what that skill set is, then you realize that uh I mean okay, we can send them to a road race school and we can you know we can test them or do whatever you know we do to to build up the road course skills but these are you know these are some drivers with real talent, and the supers have some younger drivers in the series again, and um you know if you kind of create that top end, then it's easier to. To get interest if, as a driver from companies to take you from the you know the sbs classic swigger or the 350 supers to the supers to you know to Car or however that's going to work um you know and, and the same with the asphalt sprint cars really i mean that's you know jim's uh jim's organization is top notch jim hanks runs a one of the best shows in short track racing and he does it right. And he's, you know, he's a nice man and, and, and again, puts a ton of effort into it. Um, and you know, he, he's got some guys that, so I don't, I've never believed that you have to be just a road course guy to be successful in Indy or in Indy car for that matter. But the Supers kind of, because the division shrunk so much, um, the the supers uh, kind of just faded away as sort of a credible step in a way. Um, and I think that can be, again, that can be remedied if they start, you know, you get four, if you could get four really good shows just out there, you'd, you'd get more interesting cars. And then I think, you know, I think, um, I think you'd have something again and, and you could, then you could work with, with IRP and, you know, and even with Roger and, and his staff at Indy, um, to to make some things happen like that, I think you know, I I think the time is right.
2: Well, and you know, we have two races. We have my race, and then we have Dave Duck's race, the Fall Brawl. Yep. So we have the two. You know, we have the two at IRP. So yep. now it's a matter of you know, building. You don't want to necessarily know. overpopulate the one track. Um, right. Which you know, I live five minutes from Raceway Park. Grew up five minutes from Raceway Park. So, you know. I like to promote there because it's close to home. I like to see it succeed, you know, as they keep building more neighborhoods closer to it then the people complain that there's a racetrack in their backyard, even though it was there 1965 and their house was built in 2000. Right. Uh, but still there's also the other, you know, the other two half miles here in, in, in the state that they need some love too, or they're going to fade away.
1: Right you know yeah well salem uh i think winchester and salem i know winchester yes in fact i i remember salem as well both of them were again in the 70s um maybe 60s as well i don't know but 70s to maybe 80 or early 80s were both um big time super modified they wouldn't they don't run didn't run them weekly but you know they had races there winchester is god-awful fast for the supers i mean i would love to see what one of today's supers would do at winchester i don't know if the drivers would but i know i'd be pretty excited to to watch that and you know so yeah you're right there's some options there fun stuff and we can obviously as we move forward here and and uh have other op- uh, opportunities to for you and i to to, to chat we can uh talk more about that on future shows but i want to concentrate on get back to this race uh that you're running one of the questions i was asked was are you selling pit passes and because uh, apparently s- someone was looking for a pit pass price uh on the site could find it um can can anybody get a pit pass and it, and are is there some sort of a limit on how many people you're going to put in the pits, uh, because of, um, the ongoing requirements, uh, of COVID.
2: Right. Um, right now I don't have a limit in the pit pit area. I haven't put the pit passes on sale yet. I'm kind of holding off to make sure that I don't want to sell a pit pass and then have to go back and tell somebody I got to take it away from. You okay. Know? Um, right. I, uh Going to have just the super modified and the sprint cars in the infield to limit so that those teams can spread out. Cool. And then the compacts are going to be pitted on the outside because I've got close to 53 of those coming, if not more, Whew. because we've added a second A feature for them. So that could make that, you know, that could probably grow another 10, 15 cars pretty easy on that one. Man. Uh, so. I don't want to sell the pit passes may end up only being sold the day of the show. Okay. But it also may be, I have an option where you can walk up to the ticket counter, buy a ticket and, and or buy it on online, but it may not come available till um, Thursday or Friday when the show opens, just because I want to make sure what my limit is on the infield and whether um, some of like right now where it is, is you have to be connected. As of today, you have to be connected with a team. But when we go into the next stage, I'm not, I I have to review all the different stage, all the different paperwork that is out there to make sure that I'm following all the guidelines, the different racetracks and, the state and you know USAC's put out some things that are pretty helpful and then there's a racetrack organization that Jim belongs to that's put out a uh, um, thing that I still need to go through and review and make sure that we're hitting all the points because I don't what I don't want is for somebody to come in and go well you're not following the guideline because we are trying to follow the guidelines because people want to go racing right and if you know On the drag racing side of it, if you don't open the racetracks and get people back on the racetrack, they're going to start racing in the streets, which they already are. I mean, I know for a fact they are because I get daily texts of people out drag racing up and down the streets in the country. Oh man! And it scares the heck out of me. Yeah. Because somebody's going to get killed.
1: Exactly. Yeah, you don't want that. Um, Okay, so the pit passes for are more or less to be determined at this point. Right. but you are obviously, you've got 5,000, am I correct? 5,000 5, grandstand tickets available?
2: 5,000 um, grandstand tickets available. You can also, if you are in the bike show or the car show, you automatically get a ticket into the into it. That does not go against my spectator count because okay. they are competitors. And then all the drag racers that are going to be drag racing also can come over and do that. And then if somebody's just coming in, I will have a ticket that's, you know, car show, bike show, drag racing only. Now, they'll only be able to go over to the drag racing side, and it holds 20-some thousand people, so I can sell 10,000 of those tickets. Okay. Um, but, you know, if there's 5,000 people total on the property that day, we will have one of the largest pavement races outside of you know short track races in the midwest for 2020
1: for sure yeah well and so you have the car show and the drag race show as well going on so it's more of a it's almost a bit of a speed fest kind of weekend uh, yes with all of that
2: it is it's um what i'm kind of billing it as is a kid in a candy store event for a gearhead um I'm getting ready to go buy Hot Wheels for the kids. So every kid, you know, <laughs> as long as you feel comfortable bringing your kids to the racetrack, I'll have a Hot Wheel for them. That's awesome. Uh, I understand, you know, that is complete. you know, that's up to the parents. I don't want to say bring your kid, you know, with what's going on. And, you know, originally I was doing a lot more activities geared towards the kids to try to get the parents to bring the kids. But I have kind of backed off on that because of everything going on
1: yeah that's almost one of those where you know you gosh i mean none of us like the situation and we all have our thoughts on it but uh when you're doing what you're trying to do um you know again sometimes you gotta compromise a bit and that's probably a wise compromise now you may end up with 500 kids there but uh you know i think it's it's i think it's the right thing for you to do to to not push it and of course you know there's always next year for that too so you 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 look at well what else could i do next year to add um if you know if everything goes back you know the way it should be and um this thing really isn't a big deal next year then you know that's uh that's a whole other opportunity for you. But, uh, yeah, I think you are probably doing the right thing there. But I'm sure that's, that was hard for you because um, as a former promoter, I understand that that can be one of the biggest draws. The more you have for the kids to do, the more likely you are to get families.
2: Yeah, and, you know, like if I end up with 500 kids and I have 400 Hot Wheels, I'll send somebody down to the local store down the street, you know, if it's, if it's too late for the mom-and-pop store because that's um, – going to buy the hot wheels from mom and pop first for the big chain and yeah uh if they're closed and you know and I have to go to I'll go to target because they're the ones getting torn up the most oh, gosh
1: really yeah
2: <laughs> so but uh anyways we're going to make sure everyone has a good time and and all that and the one thing speaking of the mom and pop shops um I I am offering the vendor spaces and swap meet spaces basically for the price of admission i'm not charging any more for any space you know so if wow. somebody brings in a semi-trailer for 50 bucks you can bring your semi-trailer in for 50 bucks and sell your products let's get this wow. economy back up and rolling and and uh that way you know that's awesome we got to keep the racing world going and and the only way to do it is to sell it sell our stuff and you know there's for quite sure. a few guys out there that you know they need to sell their car parts to get their race cars back on the racetrack. So.
1: Well, that's very true. Um, now, uh, are we going to have full concession at the tracks, uh, or at the track, or what? Uh, what is the situation on that as best you can tell us?
2: The concessions will be open. There'll be a concession stand in the pit area. Okay. Um, well, really both pit areas. the drag racing pit right. area and the oval track pit, pit area, and then they'll open up the oval grandstands. Concession stands, um, and then as more people buy tickets, if I say, you know, we're up to 3,000 people in the stands and they start hiring private contractors and start bringing in private contractors, and uh, we go from there, it's just, yes, there's going to be stuff like that. Um, spectators are not allowed to bring in coolers. It's an NHRA policy, you know, safety-wise.
1: Okay. No coolers. So. Uh, how about camping? I'm just trying to cover as much ground as I can for those who are listening to the show.
2: No, that's I have it on my list. Camping is um for the racers, um, I can offer primitive camping. There is no showers, there is no hookup, it is very primitive. You know, you'd just be camping in the parking lot. Right. But across the street from the racetrack, um, there's a gate that opens up to the campground across the street. Um, it's called Race View Campgrounds. She has a very beautiful Campground. She has full hookups, and she has a shower house. So if you're camping in a tent, she has a shower house that you can stay in. And I strongly suggest if you plan on coming to town and camp, get a hold of her as soon as possible so that she knows that she can open because she has a minimum number that she has to hit before she says, yes, we are opening. And um, I'm trying to hit all the midget week people too to help her out because she has yet to been able to open all year. Ah. So, you know, her finances are down, but her campground is dead square center in the middle of all of Midget Week. Wow. So if somebody wanted to set up a base camp, so to speak, at her campground, you're within 45 minutes of every one of the racetracks. Interesting.
1: So. Okay. Um, and so we've covered camping and covered pit passes, covered concession. Uh, and how about uh, host hotels? Uh, what hotels are available? I think Dave and Lori mentioned this last week, but I want to cover it again.
2: Um, the best way I what I was going to say on the host hotels, Lori has the links on um, okay. Midwest Modified's website. Yeah. if you go to their website, the links are there. Um, there's three or four hotels that okay. I've gone out and gotten. I know one of them, Super Eight in Brownsburg. That's kind of the lower end. It was like ninety nine dollars. Then there's Comfort and Avon, and I think it was right around 139. I would look at their link, but because of the COVID thing, there has been a big event in Indianapolis that got canceled. So my link might be more expensive than if you just get it on your own. Gotcha. Okay. So just double check because when I locked my rates in, I was going against the Grand Am and the – uh Vintage road oh, racing cars.
1: Gotcha. Okay.
2: Yeah. So and that when that event got dropped, my prices didn't drop.
1: Interesting.
2: So they okay. they stayed the same.
1: Okay. Um so and, and of course you have practice on Friday racing on Saturday and a rain date on Sunday. Yes. Okay. We're not gonna need the rain date. We're gonna be optimistic here. Uh so but it's good to know that you have that obviously, because again, if a team is gonna haul that far, obviously you want to have every opportunity to race, and uh, uh, that's a good policy. What time would everything start on Sunday? Uh, do you have? Is there a, a kind of a you can't find before noon? Yeah, if you or, needed Sunday, what uh, do you have? Do you know? Would it be in the We would probably go
2: as soon as po- You know, like a noon time frame. Yeah. Okay. To try to because everybody is traveling so right. far, exactly, and there's a lot of teams that you know. They're like me. I still work 9 to 5.
1: Absolutely. And,
2: uh, so they got to get home to go to work on Monday. So, you know, if you're traveling 10 hours, you don't want to finish your race up at 8 o'clock at night. So it, it'd probably be one of those where we, as soon as we could get the track ready to go, um, 11 or 12 o'clock in the morning, you know, we get church service over with. And, I mean, I don't want to say get church service over with like that because, but anyways, we no, would get it, do the church service and do that stuff and have race um racing for Christ. They do a church service on Sunday at I the racetrack that. every week. That's and, great. Um But it would be it would be one of those we would basically get it started as soon as possible okay. on Sunday.
1: Gotcha. Yep. Start it and keep going, pretty much. <laughs> you know, don't stop. That's that's pretty much the plan. Okay. So uh what well, sounds like a recipe for a great show, uh, Mike. I, I, I'm excited to to come out and be a part of it. And, um, you know, it's, I love the track to begin with and love the divisions that are racing. I haven't seen the Midwest compacts, but if you're going to bring 50 plus, uh, you know, maybe 60 plus cars, um, I'm interested. I don't care what it is. <laughs> it's going to be a show. Uh, and
2: once ag- and once again, you know, that's part of the bad luck. If some of the tracks not been able to open and the guy's yeah. came- Needing the exposure for their sponsors, sure. You know we've got quite a few that have talked about coming from New York with the Midwest Compacts because you know they're going to race at Oswego later this year, and um and then we've got some out of Michigan that you know normally they don't travel with the series. They they just run the Midwest Compacts when they come to town, and there's quite a few of them that have decided that they're going to go ahead and come to Indy because Indy's on their bucket list and just what everything that's going on so
1: well it uh it, it, yeah and that's a division that's a fair isn't that a fairly new uh series the midwest compacts
2: yes it, what it is is this it's a spin off of the Boers compact series oh um, okay which I is just heard of which that is one. primarily here in the indiana yeah. area they run they have a big race down at bristol tennessee down um there every year is their big claim to fame, but right? Uh, Andy started this, and it's more Northern Ohio, New York, Michigan, Northern Illinois, and then um, then I brought you know they kind of cross pollinated Lucas Oil.
1: Gotcha. So, okay. Well, that's good. I mean, like I said, there's a lot of variety there, and I hated to see Super Cup uh, go away because uh, I'm a fan of that series, and and uh, I, I think that's another one of those series that doesn't get nearly the publicity it deserves and i think that that's one of those series that has room to grow uh itself um but i obviously understood the uh the situation because again as you say a lot of their drivers are you know older guys they're veteran drivers and um you know still enjoying running the um the full-size stock cars and uh, it really, for those who don't know, uh, there probably are a lot of people listening to the show that don't know what Super Cup Stock Car Series is. It's it originally was a spin-off of the Hooters Pro Cup Series when back in back a while when Hooters was running and they decided to go to composite bodies. There were about half a dozen or so of the guys that didn't want to do that, so they spun off and started their own series, and and it's it's grown to anywhere of you know sixteen, eighteen, twenty cars. Uh, a race run running in Pennsylvania, Ohio, uh, now obviously Indiana. They're running, uh, they run a little bit here in North Carolina at a track or two. Virginia, Dominion Raceway is a big one for them. Um, it's basically a, think of it as a Saturday night short track version of ARCA. It's pretty much, you know, uh, as Joe Schmiling likes to say, um, it's racing the way it used to be. And it, you know, he's got a good formula there, and so I would have would have loved to have seen him on this bill because I think it would have been great exposure. They've. Oh, had, he he's you, been you know.
2: trying to get to Lucas Oil. I think he said for almost ten years yeah. now. Yep. And when he said that he had to go, I said, "I told him, I said, Joe, this is." this is not the end. We have an October date. You're going to, you know, I'm still leaving it open. You can come in October. We're still going to race. Perfect. It's not going to be, you know, what this is, you know, what this race has turned into. It's taken a, you know, any summer nationals is taking a life of its own. Oh, yeah. Just, I I never dreamed that I could put together a race like this. and, I, I sure hope I'm not a one hit wonder,
1: but <laughs> well, we're going to try our best not to let that happen. And I, when I say we, um, you know, myself and, and everybody else in the equation, um, I, this is the the thing I love about this show is everybody's working hard at it. You know, this is a show where I know the Midwest guys are, are raring to go and, 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 you know, Jim Hanks doesn't do anything that isn't a plus, um, you know he he just he, he's he wants to be professional all the way through and and then you know the folks of Midwest Super Modified Series are really excited about it as well um you know we are, I think everybody's really doing what they can and I love the energy uh talked to Jim about it uh here a week or so ago and um then Dave and Lori and um haven't spoken with the folks of Midwest Compact but um you know there's just a lot of energy about this bike and that has to really make you make you confident and make you smile because you know i know again from wearing the promoter's hat more than once um it's (laughs) you're kind of out on an island and you're never going to please anybody no matter what you do and your chances of failure are a lot higher than your chances of success it seems like so you know this has really just got to pump you up to know that all you've got some of the 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 best in terms of short track series that you're bringing to this thing and and starting off with and you got some really great people like Jim and and the folks from MSS and all all those guys that you know are really uh working hard to make it a success for you
2: yeah the the thing about Jim is the first time I ever talked to Jim my wife had just had open heart surgery and uh he called me and I you know we talked for 5 or 10 minutes and I said let me call you back in a couple of days cuz my wife just had open heart surgery and you know, let me get this done and then we'll get back together. And we got to talking and stuff. And, you know, he's, he says, uh, somebody brought us together. This is divine intervention because we get to talking, and it's just, I mean, he has become such the mentor, um, the knowledge that he has been able to give me on the circle track and, you know, finding that nice balance of what do you pay somebody, you know, what do you pay, To draw the cars in, but yet not pay so much that you're going to lose. You know, you you bring a series in and you have a $24,000 purse and you draw 40 cars in, or do you draw, bring a $40,000 purse in and only draw 15 or 20? Right. And the money doesn't always do it. I mean, I've seen like Yoho down in, um, uh, Florida. I watched him do it one day. He went and he started throwing money out there and the more money he threw at it, the less cars he had. Yeah. And it, it was like, it, it worked the opposite direction. And it was just kind of, it was amazing to me how that, that sometimes works. But anyway, on the super cup side, when you talk about how racing used to be and all that, the neatest thing that's happened to me in this whole thing is I pick up my phone, it's ringing. I look at it and it says bill Kimmel. and I'm like, there's no way. I'm like, why is Bill Kimmel calling me? So I pick it up and I talk to him, you know, and all that. And he's explaining that, you know, Joe's series is the real deal. And, uh, you know, he's explaining that, you know, here in Indiana, that the street stock series is probably one of the most popular series around. And that, you know, I need to get with the Salem group down there about, running their series with me and yeah. and the sprint cars and stuff and all that and you know kind of filling me in on some of the gaps that I had but I told my wife, I said, you know, I said, that's that's kinda like Dale Earnhardt Jr. calling you, you know. You know, if Will Kimmel would have called it been like Dale Earnhardt calling yeah. you, but you know, Bill Kimmel calls you and know, it it's just one of those takes you back for a minute. It's like, you know, that's well, when it wasn't that I reached out to him. It was he reached out to exactly. me. Exactly. It, it was it was me. Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, it's and see, And he's right. You know, they those series that he, he talked about. Uh, I mean, in, in again, you know, you got to crawl before you walk, but you could easily make this into a, you know, a two day show and, you know, and add one or two of those classes to Friday night, um, you know, into a Friday show and a Saturday show, um, you know, but. And and again, as you kind of get your feet wet and, you know, all of that, you know, you want to build the the fan interest first, which is I'm glad you're doing all the things you're doing because you and obviously this year with the virus, it threw just a terrible monkey wrench into this. But, um, you know, I think that if you can build the, the fan interest, then the money will come. And, you know, you want as much sponsorship, obviously, as you can get, right? And, you know, I've always thought that, and I've been told this by a, a pretty good number of racers, you know, in, in different series, that you talked about the money aspect, and money doesn't always do it. I think the worst thing you can do is put up, you know, a bunch of money to win. I think the more money you put to start... um because then you're you're allowing guys to not have to out of pocket so much to get to the track and back. So, right. you know, if you if 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 you can if you can make, you know, I I I've always thought, you know, I've seen it even in go-karts. I've, I I spent I've spent a lot of time over the years in go-karts and you know a, 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 the promoter that I work with for the National Indoor Kart Championship on Thanksgiving weekend, which is the largest Indoor Kart show in the world. um, He, on his 20th anniversary, he decided to put up a 20,000 to win race. And he was doing it for the 20th anniversary. It was kind of just, hey, let's, you know. And (laughs) he had no idea what he was going to start because now it's commonplace to see 20,000, 30,000, 50,000. Somebody did 100,000 one time and the you know he said if i could go back and do it do it all over i wouldn't do it you know he he didn't realize he i mean he had no idea people were going to be that silly because then you get the the big teams and the little teams stay home because they know they they aren't going to have a shot to win um so the more you pay on the back end of the purse I think, you know, the middle to the back, I think the better off you are and, and, you know, and the more different creative ways you can find for people to be able to earn money, you know, your, your farthest toe or, you know, whatever it is, those kind kinds of, uh, things, you know, it, it's, you know, a couple hundred bucks here, a couple hundred bucks there makes a big difference when you're, you know, you're traveling 10 or 11 hours, um, you know, if you can pick up. You know, three, four hundred in contingencies—that makes a huge, huge difference. Plus, what you get to start. So, you know, I've always thought—you know—that's exactly
2: what Bobby Santos was saying. He's—you know—that's kind of how we got to. If we have forty sprint cars show up, we're going to start all forty of them because with what's (laughs) with what's going on right now, you cannot turn a racer away because they need the exposure. You know, even the little guy needs the exposure. Exactly, and. You know, as far as on the promoter side, what you're saying, you know, kind of if, if a, the promoters look at this, the COVID's kind of given you a new start on life, and that's kind of where me and Jim have kind It kinda, has, yeah. Because you can now blame COVID and bring <laughs> the purses down to where they need to be and spread it across the field instead of having the 10,000 to win – $20,000 purse, you still have the $20,000 purse, but you now spread it across all 20 right. positions. Right. Yep.
3: N- you know, true. like Lori,
2: you know, Lori and they're it's thousand dollars start. Yeah. So, uh, which, you know, yeah, it's that- not a, not a big chunk of change in the racing scheme of things, but to start it is.
1: Well yes, I agree. And and especially for an early what I would call an early bloomer show, it's your first one, right? So it's the, the to you, you got to start somewhere. And if you can start with that as a base and you can be successful with that base, then as you get your reputation going and you build the brand a little bit, then you can get, you know, sponsors to kind of help to to boost that a little bit. And again, i don't think you need to get the ten thousand to win that That becomes a nice i've always thought i mean Oswego Swigo has one. they have a ten thousand to womenster super modified race it's that's fine i mean it's 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 a big show um i I don't even know what their classic pays to win now. I think maybe fifteen it might be up upwards of twenty I'm not sure um i've lost track, but you know I think it's more important to make sure everybody. That, that as many people can go to the track and race as possible because that way you know if you get more cars you know so you maybe you you know you say it's going to be it, eventually it becomes you know well it'd be nice to throw ten thousand to win and that's great if that's if you have the sponsor money or have the ability to do that but you know if if you had a five thousand dollar to win or it's, six thousand or seven thousand to win and it was fifteen hundred to two thousand to start boy you'd really have something because then you know people can go there and not lose money doing it and you are right that that covid has provided uh, and i've seen it in nascar too with all the different things they're doing now with no practice no qualifying you know i was saying on one of our shows this morning they ought to keep some of that, you know it it really makes it a better show for the fans and 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 honestly, the drivers haven't complained. I mean, you know
2: yeah so i th- I think they missed the boat this week. I think if they would have ran Bristol tomorrow night, the race for the the Bristol race, the second Bristol race right after the, the Bristol race, I think would have been probably ten times better than the first one. Just because they had been able to make the adjustments they need to make, but I think if they had done that back-to-back Bristol, I think the TV ratings would have gone out of the world, out of this world.
1: Well, I would agree, but you got Martinsville next week, so and they wanted to run Atlanta and their whole their whole focus. They had obviously a situation where they couldn't run all the tracks they were supposed to run in the order they were supposed to run them. So you're you're trying to run, make up that number of races, and you're putting them wherever you can. And so they were able to do enough at Darlington and Charlotte that they didn't have to to do a double at Bristol, but they're doing the midweek Martinsville. I do agree, though, and I think I think there is going to be—and and we're going to get the all-star race— as a midweek show in July as well at Charlotte, which I I think is perfect. Um, You know, it's, I think NASCAR is going to do more midweek racing in the future. I think that's one piece that I think they've figured out. We can do a midweek show and not even on big Fox, but on FS1 and get, you know, two and a half million people to watch. That's an amazing draw um, for a midweek show on a cable channel. Um, right. You know, so yeah, I agree with you. Totally. I think short track racing, midweek, short track racing. And that was kind of what I said is I think every one of the midweek shows that they do in the future ought to be a mile or under because, you know, I don't think you would, I don't think you, you don't want to put no offense to the folks at Kansas, but that's just not, you know, the best racing is Bristol and Martinsville and, you know, Richmond and, and Darlington. That those tracks really put on great racing, and I think, you know, I I believe that, and you can shorten the races like they've done with a couple of them into that sort of two two and a half hour time frame, and everybody still enjoys it. So it is in a lot of ways that was a a, a very true statement. That you know the one thing that's that has happened is, COVID has given us a chance to 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 try a few things. And we've realized that, you know, maybe we don't have to do everything the way we always did it. And I also think that there's been a lot more talk about these festival-type atmospheres, like what you've created um, for this, this upcoming race with having the car show, having drag racing going on. You know, if you're the type of person that wants to bounce back and forth, by all means, you know, there's that opportunity to do that and you know if you just want to watch one or watch the other then you can do that too but it it gives you more of a wider audience and maybe some of the, the straight liners look at the supers and go or the sprint cars and go holy crap you know we want to do we want to see more of that um and yeah. vice versa kind of thing so
2: yeah and you know i've got some of the guys i got coming in or have been on that street outlaw show that run those small tires that yeah. you know it, um so those guys are itching to get on the racetrack because they've yet to, you know, unless they've traveled 12 hours, they really haven't been able to get on the racetrack yet. Right. And uh, so they're all itching to get on the track. They keep texting me, you know, when are you gonna put it out? And I'm like, it's getting ready to be getting ready to be announced. So we'll have probably 16 to 32 of those guys, you know, that basically it's run what you brung on a small tire and steel quarters and. Oof. You know they're running five second quarter mile or quarter miles, eight miles, and they're crazy yeah so
1: it's all they, good stuff it's all good stuff it sounds like it's gonna be a happening uh weekend and um again it's uh, you know i I appreciate you and I thank you for stepping up to to take the reins and do something like this because you know i'm um this is a super modified show, but um you know, I'm a race fan. And so, you know, I enjoy almost everything. Um, and I, and I love the variety that you brought to this show because there's something for everybody in it. And, um, it's just one of those ideas that I think has infinite potential to grow into something really big in the future. If, you know, if the first, uh, first one out of the box is successful, then obviously there's more interest in the second one and so forth. So, um, it's a it's a pretty pretty neat deal for us and I hope that a lot of the, the, the people listening to the show, especially if a swiggo obviously if a swiggo runs the locals are gonna stay there, but if, if a is not able to go, um then I, I hope everybody will you know, as many people that that can, I hope will take the opportunity to make the trip because it's uh it's gonna be a fun weekend and uh and if you can't get out there then at least support the pay per view which is uh, the, the last place I want to go here, uh, as far as for this race, um, the pay-per-view uh, that you got going on through Speed Sport. Um, I, what can you tell us about that? Uh, and, uh, you know, how? Uh, kind of how does all that work?
2: Um, I don't have the link for that yet. I'm still waiting on them to get the link finalized. Uh, okay. Jim's been working with them. he yes. He he specializes in the speed sport and and we're also taping this for mav TV which will be shown at a later date so you know that's the one thing you know uh, with the car owners and stuff you know if you need exposure you're gonna get exposure at this event and uh, just kind of watch either my 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 website which is Friday Night Street Racing and or Lori's Midwest Modifieds or Jim Hanks MSR uh, must-see racing sprint cars or even speed sport yeah it'll get you know in the next couple of days it's going to get announced because we were kind of holding off a little bit to keep ticket sales up but our canadian friends up north um i'm going to take care of them because that was you know one of the discussions we had was do we want to do this or do we want to try to you know get more people in and yeah. you know i had several people from canada say hey please tell us the super modified race is going to be on pay-per-view because we can't get out of the country to come. That's right,
1: yep, yep.
2: And so, yes, it's going to be on pay-per-view, and um, the details on it are just about, you know, everything's just about done, ready to hit the button and say, okay, it's up for sale and ready to go. Um, It just wasn't ready today. I was hoping to be ready for the show.
1: That's all right. Uh, well, we don't. I would uh, say it'd be
2: another day or two, and 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 the link will be live, and people can start buying it and all that.
1: Well, we're recording this on a on Tuesday night, so by the time it actually airs on Friday uh, or premieres on Friday, uh, hopefully all of that will be up and running, and at least people know where to go and where to find it. Uh, and again, all three races or four races actually, two for the uh, Midwest Compacts, will be uh, part of the pay per view and. I can tell everybody. I think because uh, I don't think it's a big secret that um, the main cog in the wheel there, in terms of a, of, of a voice, is going to be Jacob Seelman. And Jacob is the Mossy Racing Sprint Car series. He's the voice. He's he's the announcer. And uh, for those of you who don't know Jacob, but are wondering, is he related to? Yes, uh, Bob Seelman, who raced uh, super supermodifieds in the '70s, is Jacob's grandfather. Um and uh you know, I've had the good fortune to have been able to help Jacob get started uh with, you know, the the media work and all of that. And he wrote for for Race Chaser for a, a number of years and is now at Speed Sport and this kid can announce anything he's just he is really really fun to listen to i don't know who else is working with him but um you know you're going to you're going to get quality with this and uh he'll know he'll know the super modified guy as well uh before he he uh gets you know gets there and turns the mic on so um that should be a whole lot of fun man and 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 i think you definitely need the pay-per-view on this one because there will be a lot of folks in the in the northeast uh that cannot just can't make the trip out um that i know are going to want to see this and you know so i was thankful that uh speed sport tv and and of course jim and, and his his group decided to expand um their show into you know covering all three so uh you know that's that's pretty cool, and uh, whatever the price is, uh, it'll still be a value because if you were going to come out and buy three or four tickets, you're going to spend way more than what you spend on the pay-per-view. So, uh, yeah, invite
2: your buddies over that you can, Exactly. That you're able to be social distance, You know, yep. you can always social distance in the garage. But the one thing about it, the the pay-per-view or when it gets shown on that Mad TV, just remember you're not watching Emerald Live. You're watching Super Modifieds and slicing <laughs> and dicing It's part yeah. of the racing, and uh
1: well yeah, be... it's it's a different uh type of presentation obviously that you know again speed sports done a number of of oswego races over the last few years so um you know it's it's not really new the super modified crowd is used to speed sport and used to the the coverage um but it's just good to know that this one's going to be because again even if a Swiggle were to race there'll be a lot of folks in the in the you know at oswego um and again and again they probably won't be able to you know the problem is the swiggle won't be able to have fans so if the swiggle runs they'll have their show so there are going to be a lot of people with two devices and and one yes. device is going to have the swiggle show and the other device is going to have the speed sport broadcast uh you know so um you know that'll be a, a buffet uh of of super modified and short track racing for everybody but um you know, we'll just see where, where all that goes. We hope a Swiggo can run for sure. Uh, but either way, it's going to be a, a fun time in, in Indy. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's just been fun watching this come together. And, and I, I appreciate the opportunity to talk with you. And uh, looking forward to meeting you when I get out there. And, uh, again, you know, anything that comes up that you need us to know about um, this show for, you know, the next couple of weeks is totally open and available to you um so feel free if as things develop uh, if you need to get back on next week again uh you know or the week after that um more than happy to make the time for you and do whatever we can to help uh help promote the show
2: and um any other series out there that would like to get involved with either one of my shows um I have my dates scheduled for next year with um their Thursday Friday Saturday shows Um, like you were talking earlier, the, you know, I have no problem scheduling, you know, we almost put a feature race in with the practice this year and just financially, it just, it just not quite there this year, just due to the fact of not being able to acquire sponsorship because of everything going on. But, uh, it is, uh, you know, this is, we're going to grow this show, you know, I, w- I would like to make it a whole week long show, if I could, Oof, you know oh, ultimate man. dream, but yeah, yeah, uh, open
1: wheels. But open we, wheel there speed are suites
2: week. available, so if anybody needs feels that they want to come to the racetrack but need to socially distance themselves that way, so that they're even away from the crowd and stuff, um, either get a hold of me through Lori, Jim, um, Tom, and I'll get you. The racetrack has to sell those. Okay. Um, I don't sell those there. There's a special person at the racetrack that does that because if you buy a whole suite, you get food options. If you're just buying a single ticket due to communal things, there won't be right. communal food in the, in the suite. Um, but other than that, uh, I think we pretty much covered everything, but one thing. Okay. Please, uh, please finish up with the one thing the one thing i have for you is the inside groove lap sponsors i'm opening it up if any of your listeners want to sponsor a lap get a hold of me and um any small businesses that want to sponsor a lap uh we got 30 laps so you can go anywhere and kind of the thing that i've set up here is uh Lap five would be like $125 minimum. Uh, $100 would go to first and 25 would go to the fifth place person. 10th would be like $125 minimum and 100 to the first place car and 25 to the 10th place car. The halfway one would be a $300 minimum and it would be $250 to the, to the leader at halfway and 50 to the 50, 15th place. And then 20th lap would be $100 and 100, 100 going to the leader, and 100 going to the 20th place. And then this is a thing to try to get 25 cars there. 20, 25, the 25th lap would be another 200 minimum. And if we have 25 cars, it would be 100 to the leader and 100 to the 25th. If we don't have 25 cars, then it would be 200 going to the leader. And the other laps would be, you know, anything from 20 bucks to whatever you want want to put your name on a, a lap with if you want to do it personally and put $20 on the first lap we can put your name down on that but um, I came up with this you know I've seen some of the others do it but I thought I would put your show's name on the top of that since you're helping me out as the Inside Groove lap sponsors if you are okay with that I'm, um, I'm
1: humbled i i'm flattered thank you that's uh and and we will you and i will talk off air and and there'll be we'll we'll do we'll we'll do some other things too uh but um that's awesome so the inside groove pod, supermodified podcast inside groove uh we'll we'll just make it the inside groove uh lap sponsorship or in, you know uh sponsor a lap courtesy of inside groove however you want to do it uh but uh we we are if you would um because i'm sure that that some of the people listening to this when you went through the different uh fifth lap tenth lap and all that can you obviously uh write that up and and get it to me in a document form where i can we can put it out there make sure it's on your site and we'll about you know mss and, and uh we'll all share it and we'll all be a part of it. Uh, and I, I'm sure you'll get, uh, I, I would be shocked if we couldn't get uh, all 30 laps sponsored. I, I, I've got to believe that we can, we can certainly do that much and make sure that uh, all of that's taken care of. So if you would put together your, you know, your breakdown there, uh,
2: we'll I will sure do that and there. I will set up the spreadsheet. So as we get, you know, get a sponsorship in there that as soon as you're, you know, as soon as, you claim that spot we'll put your name in there if you want to do multiple laps that's fine um but however you want to do it um i just i was sitting there thinking i thought you know it kind of goes along with trying to get everything back up and running and you know
1: yeah well and it's good again every little bit and and yeah you're right i've seen some other uh shows allow fans to to sponsor laps and increase the purse that way and i think that's a fantastic idea and again um if someone just says look i'm i i want an extra hundred bucks to go to 30th place or whatever then you know that's uh that's that's great and i will make sure that we post everything on the uh on the inside groove page and and uh we'll we'll actually run it through our race chaser media um as well uh and uh we'll make sure the word gets out there and and uh you know and, and we'll we'll make sure that we uh we mention all of the businesses that uh that sponsor laps and so if you'll uh i'll i'll actually um i'll give you a call uh be, before the end of this week uh probably tomorrow on wednesday at some point um and we'll uh we'll we'll talk about this um and kind of get all of it ironed out and let's make sure we get it out to everybody. um, If we can by Friday night, when the show actually premieres so that as they actually hear the show, um, they'll, they'll know what, uh, what's going on and know where to find it all.
2: Yeah, I'll have it all ready. And um, you know, like I said, or like you said earlier, and we've been talking the whole show, it's not just about the guy winning. You've got to support the 20th place drivers too. And, um, the only way, you know, that's kind of what the Midwest Compacts, how me and Andy came up with that, is, you know, if the 20th place guy finally gets to get out front and 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 run out in front and learn how to run up front and and is able to get a little extra money, it might change his entire season. So.
1: Well, that's a neat idea, and and again, for those listening, it's w- what 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 Mike's saying. I think is that. If you have 60 cars, for example, or let's say 50 cars, he's going to take the fastest 25 and run them in one A feature, and then he's going to take the second 25 and run them in another A feature, and he's paying the same thing for both races. So instead of doing like an A main and a B main, he's just doing two A mains to give everybody that shows up, the opportunity to run for the exact same purse structure, whether you're in feature one or feature two. Did I get that right?
2: That is absolutely correct. And in that format, you know, now it gives the opportunity for 80 guys to come in and race it in a main. And, you know, Lucas Oil can start 40 compacts. I mean, it's, We've started forty-two <laughs> NASCARs there before and had some of the best racing in the country. Oh,
1: absolutely!
2: at that At that racetrack, and so to start forty cars, there's no reason you can't.
1: That would be the uh, most exciting race. Uh, well, I don't want to say it would be the most, but it would it would be as exciting as any any of the other classes. Uh, and like I said, I love those economy classes. I've worked at tracks where and announced at tracks where we've had you know, front wheel drive type cars, compact cars, and man, those guys are crazy. They just, it's, it's so much fun because, you know, obviously the, the, the big dollars aren't anywhere near it. And, you know, everybody's just out racing for a good time because, you know, there's not much money involved usually now, of course, this is a touring series. And so it would be a step above, but, um, your typical Saturday night short track type of, race for those guys doesn't pay very much everybody's just doing it to have a good time and that's uh that's really what racing ought to be and sometimes when you get too much money involved it detracts from that in my opinion but i think i think you've got a great setup man and i just i can't wait to be a part of it i'm 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 thankful for the honor of uh uh the naming rights to the uh the lap sponsorship and um you know i i think there's there's definitely more i'd like to be able to do in the future and, and we'll we'll talk about that as well um but you know I, I want to do whatever i can to help this build and and uh because this is a region that i think the modifieds need and it's a it's an opportunity to really expand the cachet of the division again um so i hope that everybody in whatever way they can sponsor a lap or two um obviously watch it on pay-per-view and if you can get there please do uh because it's going to be a heck of a show for sure
2: yeah you'll even stand up in your living room and watch the show (laughs)
1: <laughs> well that's a, that that happens with me occasionally with racing on tv i'm yelling and screaming and i have to be careful i'm in an apartment now so i can't uh can't go as crazy as i used to in the house but um you know again mike i appreciate you taking some time we uh, i know we've taken up more than your share but um we we definitely are grateful that you uh uh that you 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 took some time to be on the show and and it's open for the next couple weeks keep us up to date on what's going on and we'll keep the word out for you
2: okay i appreciate you having me on and um look forward to seeing everybody and meeting everybody i may not remember everybody's name but you know everybody uh, feel free to come up and say hi and um i'll be out there i'll be down on the ground i've watched duck bowls walk around in the middle of the mud at the motor speedway, at all the tracks, and yep. I kind of take after that. I'm down in the down in the dirt, so to speak,
0: As out, want it.
2: milling around. I'm not hiding away from everybody, so
1: for sure. Well, uh, we look forward to meeting you. And uh, again, thanks for for being on. That is Mike Moore. And uh, we're actually going to talk with Camden Proud uh, after we do a little business here. So if you'll uh, just all hang on just a moment, we will be back with more of Inside Groove right after this. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math or science person. No excuses. No problem. It's not rocket science. It's my computer career. Helping people start an IT career is their thing. If you don't absolutely love what you do, go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an information technology professional in as little as four months. Attend classes on campus or live online just two or three times a week to get what you'll need to start your new career. More than just a school, My Computer Career helps you get into the industry by working with hundreds of employers that hire their students. My computer career is nationally accredited and financially it is available for those who qualify, including the GI Bill. Classes start soon, so go take the career evaluation now at mycomputercareer.edu. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. Welcome back to Inside Groove as we now bring in on the com hotline, none other than Camden Proud, who is both the Oswego Speedway PR director and the 2019 uh, Supermodified Rookie of the Year. Cam, it's uh, been a trying and difficult and challenging and frustrating few months to say the least, but... I think from what I'm hearing, maybe you're going to play the role of Camden Claws today and possibly bring us some kind of maybe good news, sort of?
3: (laughs) I I think so. Yeah, I think we're finally getting to the point where we're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. And um, I definitely think that there's hope for racing possibly at the end of this month, best case scenario, worst case scenario right now, in my opinion, July 4th.
1: Okay, now that begs numerous questions, the first of which is when we go racing, whether it's the 27th of June, which appears to be the earliest possible date, or the July 4th uh, week, well, I guess it would literally be July 4th, right, on a Saturday night, um, are we going to have fans? And if so, how much capacity are we going to have?
3: Yes. Uh, we'll have fans. I don't think that we will open without them. Um, that's the whole idea. There's, there has been talk. I know there's a lot of questions about a pay-per-view and things like that. And, um, you know, could we do it? Sure. We could. And I think if it got to the point where it was an emergency situation, so to speak, where we just weren't going to get any racing at all in without using a pay-per-view, then they might figure something out. So, to answer everybody's question, if we're going to open, as of right now, it's going to be with the fans and only with the fans, and that's what we're working towards. John and Eric have been meeting with Billy Barlow, with local officials, they've been talking to New York State, and essentially, what Oswego Speedway has to do is present our plan or our blueprints for reopening. What's it going to look like? What are we going to do? And that's not something I'm I'm really hip on the details of right now, but... It's going to involve social distancing. It's going to involve everybody on the property wearing a mask, but just having the fans back in the stands or even that possibility at this point is sounding like a really positive thing to me after the last few months.
1: Okay. So there will be certain guidelines that, that masks may be required and Again, the question, are we going to be allowed full grandstands or half grandstands, or how is that, or don't you know uh, whether that would be, which uh, that would be yet?
3: Yeah, I don't know what that looks like yet. Um, as of right now, I can say that um, you go and look at the, the New York State website, Phase 4, um, arts and entertainment, sporting venues, stuff like that can open but it doesn't discuss capacity and there's been a lot of changes as as things have kind of been in motion um, at the last second here and there from the governor's office. And, you know, it's just, it's a really fluid situation. Things are changing day to day and, and you don't really know what's going to happen. I'm not sure if it will be full capacity. I don't know if we're presenting a plan for full capacity, but I do know that um, our team, you know, Chuck Hanley, John, everybody, um, we are presenting a plan that involves wearing face coverings of some kind, and that's, I believe, what the state is looking for at this point if we want to open.
1: Okay, so everybody is required a mask. Uh, now, I mean, obviously, as far as a pay-per-view goes, you guys do a pay-per-view every week. So it's not yes. as if, you know, I mean, that's really not, that. that's that's kind of universally available. The the question I think on the table, just for those who are listening to this is whether or not the track would be willing to run a race program of kind of normal appearance um, solely with a pay per view without fans. And you're saying that's not very likely. And I think we all would have assumed that, Um, just from the fact that obviously um, nothing like that has been seriously discussed up to now. So um, the opening of the racetrack would be with fans in some capacity. You just don't know to what capacity and exactly what it would look like as of the moment right now.
3: Correct. Yeah, we don't know exactly what it looks like. We're, We're really just... Um, I know they've had a couple meetings so far. John and Chuck are doing a good job at keeping me in the loop, but I there's nothing for me to put out that I haven't put out already until okay. we get the approval. So we're just we're just waiting to see. Um, I know I kind of jumped into the pay per view thing. The whole deal with that is, like I said, it would be a last resort. You know, they, they to come do back it without and say fans. Yeah. We're, we're not racing with fans. It's it's not going to happen. I think they would really work hard to to try to to make something out of it, to have some sort of a season. Um, maybe you start out with a pay-per-view event with just the SBS and the 350s because it's it's a big ask to cover three purses just yeah. from a pay-per-view. Well,
1: that's exactly else. right. Yeah, yep, yep. So I mean,
3: that's a challenge.
1: It's uh, And that's what we, you know, I know we're taping this on Thursday, the 4th of June. Um, it, it'll premiere on Friday the 5th. Um, you went to Utica, Rome last night, and, and that track had a a pay per view only event, but again, it did not include the top class. They had a couple of lower divisions, and um, yep. and so it it's just again the numbers just don't support it. The pay per view numbers do not support having all of your classes, and and you know, and being able to to cover that uh, that purse and. You know, it's really, honestly, in my opinion, it's almost unfair of anybody to even suggest that the drivers and teams whose costs are going to be the same, regardless of fans or no fans, to accept less purse because there are no fans in other words i to me it just it, that doesn't i mean if all the drivers came to me as a promoter and said we'll run for half the purse well then i guess that's a different thing but i sure. could never ask my drivers to do that because again their costs are what they are it doesn't matter if a fan walks in through the front gate or not the tire cost and, and the fuel cost and all that is the same and you can only you know lose so much money uh you know before you have to say i just can't do that and and so i've seen other tracks uh who wanted want to try to do that and maybe it works in some situations but i'm not sure that um it would work uh at Oswego. so you know it it is so it, do we feel like the percentage is higher than not that we're going to be racing by july 4th i mean are we looking at 50-50 or better
3: uh better I, I think I think I really think we're going to be, um, you know, I again, you can't you can't say too much yet. They're working out the details. But um, well, I, I talked to Johnny the other day and then he sounded really positive. I know there's rumors flying. Um, I, I have a dozen people a day text me and ask, are we even trying to open? Are we just giving up? Of course, we're trying. They, it's it's all they want. I mean, rest assured. John and Eric are busting their tails to try to get the place open. And um, I have a lot of faith in what's going on right now, kind of behind the scenes. And I really do believe that it's going to happen sooner than later within the next few weeks. I wouldn't be surprised if we practiced two or three weeks from now.
1: Well, you know, and again, I mean, it's I mean, it, it that to me feels I understand the question But it's kind of a silly question, in my opinion, because (laughs) you have a business that business can't make revenue um, unless it's in business and operational. And um, so the the question of whether you would want to open or not or trying to open or not to me would be you would assume, well, they want to and they're trying. But you've got forces beyond everybody's control that are that are going on here. It isn't. You know, if the speedway could somehow control all the forces, then we would have already been racing. <laughs> exactly. You know? And I yeah. feel like July the fourth. See, I, I mean, <laughs> here's me, Mister Cynical again. And and you know, the people listening to this podcast, a lot of them know me and know who I am and how I am. So here I go. But you know, July fourth. Th- this is one of those moments of the year that that if we could if we could do this, then you know. People who have interest in scoring points from their constituents can say, see, we're back, we're up and running in time for the 4th of July. Isn't that great? Um, You know, and and I think you're going to see some of that around the country. I mean, I know, for example, in Indiana, the governor there and, you know, the the local um, uh, officials in the Indianapolis area are absolutely uh just determined that in some capacity uh we're gonna have fans for the nascar slash indycar doubleheader that weekend um and you know and it's again it's it's in everybody's best interest for this and it isn't just about politics but certainly um that's one of those sort of good opportunities um You know, it's a it's a holiday. Everybody wants, you know, to go out and celebrate and whatever. And, um, you know, I think uh, I think freedom has um, I think there are a number of us who now understand how quickly you can lose it. And, you know, we so therefore this July 4th is really going to be a a time to celebrate and unfortunately in a lot of places um parades and such have already been canceled which to me is tragic but um including us we go i think for that matter
3: yeah. harbor fest uh, you know,
1: too. yeah well and you know there again i mean it's just it's uh, uh you know it is what it is but the so the speedway being you know holding races would be something that you know would would be the source of sort of relief from all of the day-to-day nonsense that we've dealt with for all this time and the, and, and the challenges and the obstacles and everything that's come with all that. Um, you know, Oswego, as a city, needs something for people to go and do and to get out of doors. So, yeah, I mean, I I could easily see that happening if conditions are right. Um, and so I guess we'll find out what form that takes, and it, it's, it's obviously exciting um, I know I'm looking forward to going to Indy for the Midwest Super Show on the 20th. And, um, you know, and I do plan to, if the Swiggle opens on the 4th, I'll be there. Um, absolutely, because I want to support that and, and want to be a part of um, the rebirth and kind of the reboot, if you will. And, uh, I mean, has there, have have you gotten far enough in the discussions to have discussed what the rest of the schedule would look like um once you get reopened because obviously you've lost may and you've lost it, two shows at least in june probably not going to run the show on the 20th and um i think the 27th is normally graduation re- weekend right so um right. you know so you would have been off that weekend but you've basically lost two months and so how how would the schedule shape up if you even Or have you even had the opportunity to discuss that?
3: Well, uh, we've talked about it a little. I know that Chuck and and John, again, have have discussed it pretty in depth. Um, I was talking to Chuck the other day, and I get the idea that they just want to race as much as possible. Um, I don't really think we're going to be adding in big, you know, Friday, Saturday shows, Wednesday night shows, anything like that. But there's Dang. certain races. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Um, there, there's certain races that you just don't want to lose, like the, the Champagne Memorial. I think they'll reschedule that for another day. I don't know if it'll be Twin 50s. Who knows? The Isma race, they haven't at all said that they're just going to throw that in the trash can and, and not try to make it up. So I wouldn't be surprised if, if something comes to fruition there. June 20th, I don't think it's going to happen. They're they're leaving the door open. Um, I'm hoping that either the 20th or now the 27th can potentially be uh, closed doors, open practice, um, especially with Madadnock now canceled for Isma. But um, I think what you'll see happen is we'll kind of start slow the first race instead of it being 100 laps. Um, it might just be a 50, a 30, and a 30 and we'll go from there we'll kind of work our way up and and see how we do with the crowd and and, and stuff like that just given the situation i don't think they're too keen on starting the season off with a 100 lapper on the 4th of july if that's what it ends up being
1: well uh now you also had the uh the the super stocks no not the super stocks sport the sport mods yeah um coming in on the 4th of july what what would be the status of that show if if you open on the fourth would that be a part of the bill
0: no okay
1: no
3: um unfortunately we we should have some official news on what's going to happen with that race in the next couple of days um i hope by the end of the week really i hope by tomorrow afternoon at the latest i can announce what's going on because um they've been in a lot of meetings this week and, and we're hoping to give me that update by tomorrow so Hopefully we can put something out on when practice is going to be, if we're going to have a practice. Maybe we can even pencil in the details of the first race by tomorrow. Um, I I probably will be able to go up and talk to those guys later today, so we'll see what happens. But the sport mod race, if we open on the 4th, because of social distancing, I believe we're looking at every other pit stall, and there's just not enough room for four divisions on one night to do that.
1: Well, that's uh also a consideration that I hadn't thought about. Um, but it's my job to ask these questions. Uh, so what uh all right, so obviously we know that classic weekend intends to go on, right? At least yes. you know, and Super Dirt Week would intend to go on. Um yep. and I guess we'll just have to wait and see because obviously for those weekends. <sighs> You know, you're not going to do every other pit stall and social distancing is not really going to be able to happen. Um, no. So you kind of got to, you know, um, it will be interesting to see. And and, and I know it's got to be really tricky because th- there are a number of Oswego's schedule is mostly special shows now. Um, there are more more what i would call special shows than there are just regular saturday night shows on the on the schedule typically um and now you've taken out two months of available race time would the speedway consider well i guess they it would be difficult i was going to say would they consider running further into september but of course after classic you're starting to convert it for dirt week so i don't know how much option you really have there
3: that's the issue um if dirt week wasn't happening which it is uh you know they would definitely i think stretch it well into september and and try to run the full thing try to yeah. make up for mm-hmm. every race that we lost but that's just it's not possible by the second week in september they have the dirt down and it's essentially ready to go for super dirt week so i uh, you know we're we're definitely going to have less races than we initially came out with okay. for sure um, my concern right now is, you know, we, we want to bring ISMA back. We want to make up the champagne race. Where do where do you fit that in? Where do you do add the ISMA race in? Are we going to have to take a division off? You just, you just don't know what's going to happen. And, and we have to play by the rules. You know, I love how people say, just open this, this track in this state is doing
1: it. And that's just, it's, it's not how it works. It's well, it. It, 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 I mean, I suppose you could try that, but again, um, you know, you, you're it, it's it's risky, you know. Yeah. I mean, um. And and the example of that is, I'll give you two examples. The Ace Speedway, um, in in Altamaha, North Carolina. Here, it's about an hour and a half, roughly, north of me. Um, they opened a couple of weeks ago, and they just said we're not reducing capacity we're putting as many fans in as want to come we're going to test them we're going to take their information we're going to do all of all of that before they walk in but we're you know and they've done now two shows and they're now the cars tour is coming there they had the support of the local and county municipalities and officials to do what they did, the way they did it, I think some people there. There were some stories that put out that were put out that I think made it sound like you know they did it all on their own. That's not true. The locals went went against the governor at that point, and it's it, there's been there wow. have been no measurable negative effects. Now, vice the, the on the opposite side of the spectrum, um, you have a couple of different speedways in California that have opened um that are doing a phased opening with some testing they they did some testing uh closed door like you're talking about open practice kind of stuff um and and now they're starting to um you know to to run race events with a reduced capacity um because that's what their local and and county uh folks wanted them to do so you know you 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 can't you have to you can't just do it on your own you have to if you've <laughs> yeah. got the local municipality and the county municipality and the local health folks and everybody's on board and everybody's got a plan and you want to sort of try to force your hand then i guess you can do that and at least you've got some backup but you can't do it just on your own as a speedway and um you know so those people need to to just kind of step back and realize that it's it's not not that simple um and the the fact honestly the fact that there could be some sort of show with some sort of fans as early as the 4th of July in New York state quite frankly it shocks me and I, i'm <laughs> I'm going to believe it when I see the press release comes out, come out that says it's definitely happening. Um, yeah. You know, it me too. I mean, you know, I know there are some other tracks opening, but they aren't having fans. I mean, it's, 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 uh, you know, you had Utica Rome, but no fans. You got some tracks up there opening this weekend, but I don't think they have fans. So no. it's some tracks are trying it. Um, you know, Oswego wants to have fans. And I think, I think the 4th of July, that would be amazing. honestly, and by God, if you're in a Swiggo Speedway fan, and you do not show up on the fourth of July, if if the track opens, then you, you're you got a problem because um, the track is going to need every single fan they can to they can put in the stands. Because again, if you can only have half capacity and you're still trying to pay a full purse, um. You know, fans better be prepared to come out and buy some food, and and you know, so it, again, support whatever happens here because it these Oswego needs your support. It, you, you know, people. Well, they can you know, the Therese's, or they can do whatever they want, or they can, it's like, look, nobody's losing money here. Nobody, Nobody's going to, out of the generosity of their heart, nobody's going to open the track, and, and run just because they may have available funds to do so, nobody's going to do that. I'm just, I'm putting that out there because I've actually had people say to me, well, John and Eric, it's like, John and Eric, nothing. John and Eric are not going to go broke running... <laughs> you know that's that's just not realistic no. so i'm yeah, i just no. want it out there that for anybody you know who who says that stop um you know this is it's a business and you got to run it like one and you know it's hard enough for them to to make money with what what goes on in a normal season with the size of the normal weekly crowd blah 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 if you take away those fans or any portion of those fans it's less less through the front gate less concession so that's you know let's everybody just understand that whatever happens here we all need to try our best to support it so that's Absolutely. why if you're going to run a show on july 4th driving up from north carolina and i'm going to be a part of it i'm going to do as much as i can to publicize and help it and because doggone it we need to go racing this year um yes, we you do. know that's that's really the bottom line so um that's uh That's all encouraging news, and we will wait for uh, further detail and hope that by the time this airs on Friday, maybe there'll be some additional, uh, uh, tomorrow night, maybe there'll be some additional uh, news on top of it. Um, What else can you tell us about? I know we've had some registrations. You've talked about some guys this week. What more do we know about uh, who's running at the Big O this year whenever it opens?
3: Yeah, we've had a couple more registrations. We've really, we've really been kind of pushing it out. And I think the, the biggest problem right now is that people don't realize that we are actually trying to open. Like, yes, that's that's what's <laughs> happening. And people are not registering their cars. I think some people aren't working on their cars, and that's what happened uh, with 350 Smack this week. They scheduled a race. It was going to be the first super modified race uh, in the country. Well, and they had to cancel it cause nobody was ready. Yeah. More or less.
1: I mean, um, you know, you've had two extra months. What are you doing?
3: Yeah. <laughs> it's,
1: you know, I mean, if you're, and, and I'm being, I'm trying to be jovial about this here, but if you're a driver and you're a team and, and you've had two extra months to put your car together and it ain't ready to go. Um, why? What are you doing? Um, but at the same time, you know, a hastily scheduled show is – I mean, NASCAR tried that with the Wheel of Modified Tour at Myrtle Beach, and it just yep. – you know, it was not – you know, you you do you can't rush stuff. you got to put it together the right way, and you got to make sure that everything's buttoned up. And that just – that was a show that just wasn't meant to happen. And, and thankfully the weather did it in because I think they would have probably had – Uh, less than 20 cars at that show and that would have been a really bad look for you know the wheel and modified tour starting out at you know at a track like Myrtle Beach so you gotta think about what you're doing when you're doing all this stuff and that's why I, I like the fact that I'm not hearing that you guys are rushing into a race just to start racing that Maybe there will be a test first and a practice first, and maybe, you know, we'll, we'll wait an extra week to start racing and maybe we won't have, you know, a hundred lap big bond, you know, um, big show, um, to start with, it, it sounds like, you know, care and caution and, and, uh, you know, and common sense is being used here. Uh, and that's. You know that will end up being good for everybody concerned because when you do open and you do get ready to race, everybody will it, it it'll be a good show instead of uh, something that was rushed where you you know you just get it out there and nobody has time to react and you know it's uh, I I think you know it's kind of interesting because I think when I look across the racing world, Cam, so, there are so many things. I mean, we look at NASCAR and. You know, we've had how many shows where the guys show up and get in their cars and go race? There's no practice. There's no qualifying. It's get in the car and go race. The racing's been fantastic. Worked out great. Some of the racing has been shorter. It's been fantastic. Midweek shows are drawing really strong ratings. It's been fantastic. Um, You know, you look at some of this stuff and, you know, what can we learn from, you know, what comes out of this that we can carry forward? So, you know, who knows what all of you, all of us, you know, the super modified, you know, who knows what will happen? Maybe, you know, maybe we'll we'll learn some things um, from the experience that, that can make uh, super modified racing better too. And and honestly, um, you know, I think people just want to, I don't think they care if it's 50 laps or a hundred laps right now. I think they just want to, get out to the track and, and smell the methanol and, uh, you know, and eat some Hoffman hot dogs and some fish <laughs> and whatever. And, and just, you know, just be with everybody and go racing again.
3: Yeah. And that's, that's the most important thing right now. I think it'll be something that a lot of people need. Uh, you, you crave that it's, it's something to look yes. forward to. And, um, again, everybody's in a different situation, every state, uh, every County, pretty much every track. And, um, there's a lot of confusion a lot of discrepancies and which what's going on from track to track county to county and um, you know we do appreciate everyone's patience and and the teams too you know as much as i say we haven't got registrations i'm afraid people won't be ready it's it's time times are tough sometimes you know life happens stuff gets in the way and everybody has individual concerns it's it's a unique situation and i don't think we're going to open up and, and have nobody here. It's, it's just, I think everybody's kind of sitting back right now to wait and see what happens. So that's why we haven't had as much stuff coming out, but it's, it's starting to get better. Uh, we're getting some paperwork in. I should be able to officially put some more registrations out. Um, Todd stole actually just beat me and I'm supposed to go to his shop tomorrow and, and talk to him about what he's doing. So we'll have him as a commitment car, Jeff Abel registered. So there's, there's stuff that's that's kind of starting to to pick up, and um, as far as the practice, you, you know us super modified guys and all the the practice we need. So we'll, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, exactly. we'll open up for some testing uh, the the week of <laughs> or, or before for sure.
1: Yeah, um, it's uh, well. It, look, the the first time I, c- I can understand. I I do think <laughs> yeah. that, that most divisions in the sport, and I've thought this for years spend way too much time practicing. Um you know, especially if you're running the same track every week. It's like, come on, guys, really. I agree. You know <laughs> yeah, it's then I you agree. go to a track where they don't and the racing just as good and it's like, you know, so I think we've I think we've seen that we can spend too much time overthinking our ourselves and um you know and, and uh and and maybe not enough time just uh actually a competition. But well I'm I'm I I must say I'm disappointed to hear that uh, there won't be <laughs> multiple shows a week. Um, the Saturday Sunday thing would have been interesting, but I also get it. It's a foolhardy thing um, in in a Swigo situation, especially um, with with the supers. It, at this point, it's a foolhardy thing to do. But as a fan, you just you know you think, gosh, if we could just get because I think uh, yeah. I think those of us who are old enough to remember. Um, a swig of one night, Fulton the next. Um, you know, we, <laughs> we still want that back. Uh, we dream of the day when that can come back. Um, all right, back to the registrations. Who do we know this week? As of this week, who do we know that that we got set to go um, in the super modified division?
3: Yeah, uh, we just got a new one from from Jeff Abel this week. That's the only new one okay. I've gotten. I think everybody else I've I've gone over. Um, we got some more paperwork in from guys, uh, just necessary forms, medical forms, and stuff like that. So that's why I'm putting them out. Dave Danzer, uh, Otto, Allison, and Todd Stoll, Halla Tulip. Um, those are our commitment guys right now. And the SBS, anybody we've had, I've I, I put them out online. Um, there should be several more from from what I know. It's it's again looking really good as far as the, the rookies. Uh, I see Mike Bruce is hard at work. Those guys, yeah, are, man, those are, guys are off the
1: chain. <laughs> yeah. good lord. Uh, I saw the pictures of Cameron Rose three fifty, gorgeous. It just is. Yeah. gorgeous. And Mike's too. You know, um, and so yeah, Mike's Mike's as well, and and I know you know Rob's car is going to look sharp too. I mean, it's it's just those guys are just doing a great job out there, and and that's. Uh, that's awesome. they're they're an enthusiastic bunch for sure. Uh, now, one thing we we probably could talk about is is old timers um, because the retro night comes with a couple of components. Obviously, it's retro night, but it's but you have the old timers reunion that normally happens. Now, I have not spoken to Jim Friledo. About the status of that. Of course, that's usually the first week in August, I think. Um, And I know that it obviously was on the schedule again for this year. I'm going to just kind of lay it out there that it would be reasonable to think that perhaps, given that the old timers, by definition, our older people, um, you know, and that that's been, uh, obviously a, 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 a huge issue, uh, and in terms of that demographic with, with COVID, I, I think it would be reasonable to, to think that maybe you would see that kind of set aside for this year, just because, of all of you know the situations regarding the virus, I'm not saying it has or hasn't been, but I'm just putting it out there that if they were to make that decision, it would make perfect sense. Though it would be depressing because I look forward to that every year, um so I'd be sad about it. But I would, I, you know, that's going to be, I think, one of those that that may be a tough one to pull off this year under the circumstances.
3: I agree. Yeah, that that kind of crossed my mind the other day. I was just. Um, looking at we ha- looking at what we have left to this point, the the shows, the divisions, what you know, how it's gonna all come together, and um, you know the two day thing. I don't want to say it's hundred percent not gonna happen. It's not in the plans right now. <laughs> um, I think they're gonna do yeah. everything they can to to fit in what we've lost somewhere yeah. somehow, and we're just gonna work our way towards maybe there will be a 100 lap or Mr Supermodified is obviously gonna happen, and we're gonna have. Extra distance races. We're gonna have races with three divisions. I hope we can get to the point where we're having four. Who knows? It's it's really a guessing game on absolutely everything. I I don't know squat. I'm I'm guessing. I'm I'm hoping. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean that's. Um, that's about it right now. I just wait and see.
1: My, you know, my particular part of this is, you know, I'm supposed to lay everything out there, and then you're you're supposed to have all the information. And if you don't, then you know, I still ask the question. <laughs> That's kind of how that <laughs> works. <laughs> I mean, it's really how it works. Um, but and and the other issue I think that people are wondering about, and again, it's beyond anybody's control. But um, the question that gets raised is, okay, if if you start racing on july the 4th you've got a couple of canadian competitors the border situation would still perhaps be an issue depending on whether or not they decided because i think the current order of border closing ends on the 30th of june if i'm not mistaken i could be wrong but i think it's the 30th of june so first it's when
3: Twenty-first of June.
1: Oh, okay. So it is in June. So we had that right. Um, so, so I guess you would know that prior to then um, scheduling the show. But of course, that would affect, uh, for example, uh, Rayvols, right? Um, yeah. And I think like, Sam Well, McNight and it, well, yes, if those guys want to come and run, yes. So yeah. those guys would be. But I think Rayvols is the only regular, right, from Canada. Yes. Yeah. yeah okay. So, um. You know, again, it's just one of those situations. You try to cu- kind of look at all of the angles, all of the the obstacles, all of the challenges, and figure out what you can do. And then you just got to move forward. and And um, it's it's tough. There may be some teams that are affected just by layoffs, and they don't have the money to bring the cars out of the garage right now. Um, yeah, you know, that's I think that's you know that's a part of racing everywhere. Not just w- wouldn't be just in the Suico thing. So. You you know you got to do the best you can and it, and and I'm happy to hear that at least there's a window of hope that maybe as early as July 4th uh, we might get some actual racing in.
3: I think we will. I mean, hey, next week the cartway's opening. It's it's yes, a step in the right Yes, thank you for that it's up.
1: No I fans, but to cover that. we're
3: opening, so it's it's a start. The big track shouldn't be too much further behind.
1: Well, and you know there again the Cartway. You know, I think we one of the one of the things about this whole shutdown thing is we forget that there's a side to this that people don't necessarily talk about as much, but it's very, um, apparent and it's, it's, it's across all of, you know, all of society. And that is kind of the mental health and in kids, especially, I mean, they were, they were displaced from school. They were forced to all go online and, and which is very isolating compared to sort of the social group aspect of, of being with your friends or whatever at school. Um, you know, and so the cartways, there's a lot of kids that race there, obviously, and I think that's great that they can get back out even if, you know, um, general spectators can't go. At least it gives uh, the families that are involved an opportunity. I, I think I saw somewhere that the quarter midget track was also opening soon.
3: Yeah, first week in July.
1: Okay, so the fourth, July 4th weekend for the Oswego County quarter minute track there again i think that's great because finally you know the kids will have a place in a, in a way to go and sort of that it's something that that's normal for them anyway um and so you know there is some good news here i guess is the way i wanted to you know really close this show is is that there there, there is some good news there is some optimism um you heard from mike moore i would ask everybody who is a super modified fan to look at and, and as soon as Mike sends me the breakdown for the lap sponsorships for the the um indie race coming up on the twentieth um I will have them posted on the inside groove social and uh and and so anybody that's listening to this show follow the page like the page on facebook and twitter and uh we you know we'll get that we'd like to sell all the laps for that race again you're trying to to build the purse up a little bit more even than what it is and it gives some fans and businesses some extra publicity um and uh, an extra way to support the pay-per-view there and and do the same for oswego if they can open on the fourth we've got to do our part to to support and pump up the division and the drivers and the teams and doesn't matter if it's local or out in the midwest because we need it all right now to uh to grow super modified racing so i hope this this kind of serves as a a show that's a little more uh enthusiastic and and (laughs) again provides some positivity that um, we got some racing coming up, and we know the indie race is going to happen. Uh, Midwest Super Modified Series folks have done a great job. Mike Moore, I can tell you, I talked with him after we stopped the interview. I talked with him about another two and a half hours. He is all about some Super Modifieds. He wants to be a part of helping to grow the division. If, if the Super Modified fraternity shows him that they will come out and support the shows he puts on, there are some things i i can't say everything i i know but there are some things that he talked about that are already being discussed in some very interesting places um for possibly as early as 21 uh maybe for 22 um so this is designed to be the first uh of of mike moore's shows involving the supers and not the only and not the last so um everybody support that everybody support us we go we need to all be super modified people and go wherever it is right now so uh and do what we can uh anything i missed camden that we need to cover with you
3: no i think i think we got it all i hope we have more news to pass along next week more registrations and things to talk about but Stay patient, hang tight, and we're we're going racing. I I promise it's going to well,
1: happen. Well, it's uh like I said, this has been a show full of encouragement, and I love it. Uh, because as much as I'm a Swigga Speedway fan, I'm I'll, I'm I'm even more of a Supermodified fan. So good to hear that and see that things are going to start happening. So uh, want to thank Cam for his time today. I know that uh, you're kind of um, between phone calls, and and probably you'll have. Uh, Uh, at least one or two meetings this afternoon um because everything's happening so quickly and again um wish everybody out there a safe weekend and look forward to having you all back uh, for next week's inside groove until then for all of our sponsors uh, for Jeff West and the folks from Indie uh, Indy Indie performance composites uh, of course uh Sean Cathcart and the folks from Skip's Fish Fry and uh uh also um J- the folks from JNS Paving uh Rich Worth and his staff uh, we appreciate all of your support and we're looking forward to uh, another a bunch of racing results and and, uh, happenings to talk about as we actually get back on the track. So for Camden Proud and for our guest, Mike Moore, I'm Tom Baker. Thanks for joining us on this week's Inside Groove. Until next week, so long.
0: You've been listening to Inside Groove, powered by IPC Indy, creating performance parts and solutions for the automotive, aerospace, and communications industries. Find them on the web at www.ipcindy.com. Inside Groove is a Race Chaser Media production. For more exciting and passionate motorsport content, follow Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube and visit racechasermedia.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of Race Chaser Media. Now part of this show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of Race Chaser Media.